Welcome, listeners, to Five Questions, a critical mass for the visual arts podcast in which we ask five questions of our interviewees aimed at positioning and contextualizing the respective bodies of work within the St. Louis art world. This time we're talking with Jordan McGurk. Jordan McGurk received his BFA in studio art with an emphasis in painting from the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign, as well as his MFA in visual art from WashU in St. Louis. Jordan's work explores the anxious embodiment of Western hypermasculinity and represents the fragility of living out fragmented ideologies. His most recent paintings investigate fantasies of power and privilege performed at metal shows, in sports arenas, and within contemplative mythologies by posturing young men. Jordan has exhibited work nationally, including the Amos Eno Gallery in New York, the Huska Gallery in St. Louis, Lit Gallery in Tennessee, ABC Gallery in California, and the Hamiltonian Gallery in Washington, D.C. All right. All right, Jordan. Thanks for thanks for joining us for the interview. We appreciate you being here. I am so delighted to be here. It's it's fun to talk about myself. <laughs> and, and, um, but, the, you know, these these are truly a delight. It's it's a great opportunity to get in the heads of artists I like. You know, this is a gift you're giving to us obviously to one another but to us too and so I really appreciate it so it's just a joy to be a part of it thank you that's that's great a plus so far thank you Jordan thank you <laughs> appreciate that I can see some of your work in the background there Jordan and we'll we'll I, okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I, I want to be upfront with you that is not like a setup that I do to be like oh this oh this right here this art what Wow, I'm so glad you noticed. <laughs> this is um, the, the nicer uh, room in this house in terms of light. And I took the opportunity to hang some work when we when we moved here. There are other like better artists in my house. So I, I wish those were behind me. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> but yes, those are there. Those are mine. I think it's great. Well, you know, so I'm a librarian and Sometimes I have books in the background and I had one of my students tell me that he thought that only assholes had books in the background. And I was like, what do you think I'm doing here? This is, this is my livelihood. Come on. <laughs> I think it's totally fair. Uh, but okay, let, fair. let me get to the actual questions here. Um, sure. Yeah. So first of all, Jordan, the, the question, as you know, that we always ask first is just why art, what, what drives you to, to practice? Mm. I really did try to come up with some clever things for this because I know there's a tendency to answer this question with a, with like to talk about compulsion or to talk about a kind of need to do it. But that's, I mean, that's the answer. Um, I, I think maybe if I were to like switch things around, maybe I would say because someone should, because someone must. Sometimes I describe thinking about images because I, I do primarily work in images as like following me around and haunting me. And uh, that doesn't, that sounds more melodramatic than I mean it. That's very Edgar Allan Poe, I know. <laughs> but but it, it is a way of processing the world. It is a way of sitting down and wrestling with new ideas I encounter, like difficult ideas or just experiences that come your way. It is a way of making sense of things, but it's also a way of just sitting with them and moving them through your, I don't know, like wrestling with them, like, like clay, right? Or, and, and so that's why, because, because it's how I make sense of the world and it's how I process some of the chaos and the convolution. And as a side note, 
I think I want to live in a, an aesthetic world. And so maybe that's a part of it too, is I want to participate in a world that makes things that are interesting and creative and contribute to uh, something lovely, something like some, right? Like a life that is lovely and aesthetic. Yeah. It's kind of old fashioned, isn't it? it? It it makes sense. I think especially right now, we all need light in the darkness in whatever form that takes. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And so the second question is, where does your work live and where should it live? I mean, it lives behind you, obviously. It lives, this is it. This is it. This is it. <laughs> my resume and my CV is just a series of my own rooms in my house that I list <laughs> off. <laughs> I love that. The walking resume. You could give people just like a tour of your house. Yes. That. Oh, it's that's so smart. <laughs> my my work it lives in I don't, it lives in people's homes i i guess i you, there's a version of this question that kind of talks about right the suburban basement and yeah and what an honor that would that is though like people live in their basements right i, I think there is and i'm guilty of this of wanting to legitimize my practice by having the works ex exhibited in institutions and spaces that have the white walls. And those are those are beautiful spaces. Those are not the only spaces that work can exist. And it is nice knowing that there are people who live with my work and have to look at it and want to look at it. That that's a choice someone made, right? You don't you don't have to make that choice. Someone's and so that is that is quite beautiful. So that's that's where it, that's where it lives and and maybe like where it could live sometimes i i fear that I've, i haven't been very creative enough like why couldn't my work live in a, a music hall or in a nonprofit or in a school what what like why can't it live in those places especially if you if i'm really that dedicated to talking about ideas that are social and community driven but also about the interiority and the building of people from the inside out why, why can't it live in any kind of place this I, now now i'm now i'm falling apart and i'm asking myself questions joe <laughs> and that's not part of the interview but I, that that is that is where they live and that is also where they could live too mm -hmm. yeah that was yep. and, and, and feel free to ask yourself questions that's fine okay. that's bonus that's bonus content for this already okay. free podcast y'all so enjoy um <laughs> So the next question is, what's something that you want for, for St. Louis and its people? There's, this is kind of, this feels so, this is a lovely question because it's so abstract and large. Framed through the arts, I, I would, right? I would love to see, I would love to see more spaces um, or places where art is being exhibited. But there's a, that, the answer to that question kind of is, I feel like it's a, a trick because I am responsible for making those spaces, right? And there's a certain amount of like putting, I feel a desire when to answer that question to put on other people, right? If I'm answering through myself, it's like, oh, that's someone else's responsibility, right? The thing I wanna see in St. Louis is probably facing at me and it should be, I wanna see myself in any community engaged in actively making the things I wanna see. Maybe that was a, maybe that's a tricky way of, <laughs> of answering that question. I, I would love to see more like cross communication 
between the nonprofits and the arts. I would love to see some of like the visual arts having more conversations with poetry and literature that's happening in St. Louis and music. I, I also think it's kind of a temp, uh, it's tempting to answer this as if there's only one type of art happening. And the truth is there's tons in St. Louis. There's, there's loads. And, and maybe it's a failure of imagination sometimes, or maybe it's just because, you know, I'm of my own limitations, not knowing those spaces very well, but I'd love to see more of that happening in St. Louis. And in a, in a larger sense, I'm pleased to see more representation, more, just more lives being represented in the scope of the arts in St. Louis. That's, that's, a, very, that's a very active pursuit. And it's something very intentional that I think is worthy and good. And maybe, and maybe finally, I would answer that if, if I, Joe, if it's okay, if I can get a yeah. little obtuse again. I'm, no, you're fine. Go for it. But I, I'd love to see the arts take a, just in general, not just in St. Louis, maybe take a more prominent or make it, have a more prominent role in education and how we teach people about, especially kids about being whole people or being people who are alive and engaged in the world. It's not just about going and, and like being productive, but it's also about finding joy and finding ways to deal with your misery and finding ways to communicate with one another. So that's how I would answer that. Yeah. Yeah. So, that felt like a beauty pageant. Is that, that's like, <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Yeah. No, I stay, no, I stand by it. That yes. is my answer and I'm proud of it. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. You're going to get me on my, uh, back on my steam camp bullshit because I, I, I like the idea that your suggestion, which is like flipped, like instead of just trying to shoehorn art into every random thing, it's like try to, I don't know, make art a part of people's lives in a more active way that makes their lives better. It's kind of, yeah. That's a hundred percent right. What, yeah. what a mistake we made as a group of people treating art like a luxury and letting it sit so far in, you know, so deep, deeply anchored in capitalism and in like, like exchanges. It, it's so much more than that. I mean, people don't go to other people's countries and homes and go and look at their like accounting firms. Like, I, no offense, no offense to accountants who do a beautiful, beautiful right. work. Right. But I, I'm like this. We are shaping. We are actively involved. We as not just artists, but everyone in shaping a culture. And I would like to see the arts treated like a vehicle for shaping that rather than just something you hang on, hang on the outside of culture or something you, you know, you, you decorate while you're, I don't know. Yeah. Right. Yes. That's, that's what I mean. Exactly. Um, so, and then, okay. So the next question is, what do you wish someone would ask you about your work? I love talking about paint in a kind of obsessive way. And I, 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 let me back up. I, I have found people to be very generous with their questions and to be very engaged. So uh, people have asked me much better questions than some of the ones I've, like, I've come up with. So I, I want to say that first, but I do wish I got to talk, just geek out a little bit more about this magical material that's fun to smear around. And that I, I also wish people would ask me a little bit more, perhaps, why, why would you make this thing? Like, what, what, what on earth do you think 
you're doing? Like, I, <laughs> I, like I, that, I know that question is maybe, maybe too big, but I would love people to really, because in asking a question, you're really, you're really having a conversation. There's really a, a dialogue, right? And questions are not just an answer and response. They're not just solving a problem. When people ask questions, you're really actually talking to one another. Yeah. And so I guess really what I'm saying is I want to talk about with people more often why it is important to make things and to fail at making them and try to make them to begin with, because I think that is lovely. And uh, it's also the thing I know the most about, so I can look really smart uh, because that's important to me too. <laughs> Fair. Because I'm a veiled narcissist. That's why I sign everything, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, what I, that's what I wish people would ask. But, you know, people ask wonderful things. Yeah. Um, so the last question, as you know, used to just be like, what is your end game? But we have added to that. What do you think your work evokes in people who see it? generally like what are some common responses that you get on a good day when it has evoked something anything at all it, it is usually something like um people want to talk about because a lot of my images are about figures together in spaces so people want to talk about those experiences um specifically if you paint music venues theaters people will go narratively first and they want to talk about those experiences with me that's that's a real joy of mine and they'll want to they'll want to try to eventually tap into the thing that i'm trying to talk about too is what what it's like to be together with people in spaces or maybe or maybe what it's like to be alone too but um <laughs> but that is something that it evokes and it's great i think i think people will see like they'll talk about um, exuberance or, or fun times or uh, connectivity with other people. Those are, those are really great when people say my, my work evokes those things. That's a, that's a real treat. Um, I think my end game would be to continue to like try to make work with, with nuance. I, I know the work is bright and I know it's loud and I know it can be a little cartoony, but but part of the part of the exercise is kind of like using those that language to talk about serious things. And it's not at first I thought I was being very clever years and years ago by and I thought I thought it was like, like maybe irony I was employing. Um, now I think irony is just I, I'm, some friends and I just talked about this. It's more of a tool that pops up in the work. But really, I think I'm a little more earnest than I ever thought I was. And so the end game is to keep having earnest conversations with people about the complexities of being, being, <laughs> that was my dog Jackson, who I, I think might be telling me that answer is getting a little long and there are probably too many commas and semicolons. Um, uh, the end game is to have deeper conversations with people. Yes. Very, very nice. Very nice. And uh, J Jackson will get uh, a producer credit along with Brent, if that's okay with him. I, Brent, are you okay with that? Are you I, all right with that, Brent? <laughs> that's fine. Honestly, Jackson's, uh, if you give him a little, he'll keep taking. So, <laughs> I, all right. <laughs> well, Jordan, thanks. It's been, it's been a pleasure. I appreciate you being on. And uh, yeah, just keep doing what you're doing. Thank you.
Thank you. It was lovely to be here. I appreciate it. Have a good night. You too. Five Questions is a program by Critical Mass for Visual Arts, a nonprofit self-formed visual arts collaborative dedicated to promoting, enhancing, and initiating contemporary visual art in the St. Louis region. You can pick it up on iTunes or wherever it is you get your podcasts. You can find us on criticalmassart.org slash five questions online or on Twitter at Critical Mass STL, as well as Instagram at Critical Mass Art. This episode was with Jordan McGurk and me, Joe Colburn. It was edited by Sarah Hammond, Produced by Brett Williams and executive produced by Jordan's dog.